Hey guys, good morning. It is Tuesday morning. I was up real late on uh, Monday night thanks to session 336. Brand new session 336 out this morning. Really out late last night or early this morning because it was like 1 a.m., 1.30 a.m. I think when I finally got it posted. Do you guys know what audio drift is? Let's just say I hope you never have to deal with audio drift because it took me about two hours to edit last night's section 336 thanks to audio drift. Here's what audio drift is. Audio drift is when you record your podcast and the way we record is it records Matt's voice at his house, Bert's at his house, and me at my house. Uh, as separate tracks, and then it sends them all to me so I can mix them all together. That way you don't get the blip and blops of like the internet dropping out or like a bad connection or anything. So you get recordings right in everyone's homes. So it's the cleanest possible like recording we can get while still being on our own homes. But here's what audio drift is, and here's what audio drift sucks. And thankfully, I think it's the, only, the first time I've had to deal with it since uh, we've moved to this new way of recording, and hopefully never again. Um, audio drift is when the time ends are just off, where it thinks, for some reason, the conversation that Bert's having is like a second or two ahead of me or Matt, and what's fun with audio drift is it changes throughout the episode. So it's not like you can just line everything up at the beginning of the show, you line everything up at the beginning of the show, and then five minutes later, it might have slid slid off a little bit. So you got to line it back up, and then five minutes later, and the thing that sucks is we had an awesome show yesterday. It was It's a very good show. It went an hour and ten minutes. The problem is I had to then go through an hour and ten minutes of making sure everything was synced up and listen to a bunch of the show and click, and make sure everything's lined up. I think I got it. I think I did a pretty good job. So go download the new episode of Section 336 that's out now. It's called, uh, it's episode 334. We're almost getting to that magic 336 number. Uh, and it is called Nuke Dorian. If you don't know what Dorian is, Dorian is the tropical storm that's down in like, I don't know, west of the Bahamas now. That's going to, I don't come across the Bahamas, maybe hit Puerto Rico, maybe hit Florida. And I, uh, was sharing, I was watching the local news yesterday, and I'm new, new to Florida, new to South, St. Augustine is where I'm at, so it means I get the Jacksonville news. It's kind of like when I lived in Annapolis, and I could get the Baltimore and Washington news. Same thing here, but I'm getting Jacksonville. That's the closest big city, in quotes, because it is definitely a smaller market news broadcast than what I'm used to. Anyway, uh, they they pound in right when this right when the news starts with her with tropical storm durian could this be a hurricane that hits here and i'm telling you guys this is as much fun as like back home back in maryland as much fun as you guys are having with like winter storm warnings and blizzards and everything <laughs> this news guy if this one weather channel i was watching yesterday if this guy is anything like all the competition, they might make a bigger deal than, like, Maryland does about snow. And it's, I get it, like, you can watch these things develop further out where, like, a snowstorm you can't quite the same. It's more all of a sudden. 
but this guy was all into the fact that that this thing uh, is starting to form. It may turn into a low-grade hurricane. It may get stronger. You never know because, as he kept saying, we've had a quiet hurricane season. But August and September is when hurricane season gets busy, so this is just the calm before the storm is what he was saying. And he was getting excited, and he would crouch his knees down and take his two arms and wave them across the map to show where the hurricane could go. And I'm watching Jacksonville News. Jacksonville is northern Florida, so I am northern Florida. And this storm is going to hit, either it's going to go, the projections show it going like south of Florida or maybe go through like Miami, uh, the Keys, the very bottom of Florida, then push into the Gulf. But out of like the 50 lines that he was showing for projected models, one of them decided to make the right-hand turn and come up to North Florida. And that's what this guy was focused on. It didn't matter that the other 50 lines went south of Florida. It was this one line that means there's a chance. He's telling us there's a chance this hurricane's going to hit us. So he's going all in on hurricane preparedness. And they said, here's how you prepare for a hurricane. And they said, flashlights with batteries, a radio with batteries, and put your important documents in a waterproof container. That was his advice. So basically like a snow blizzard, except waterproof everything. So we'll see what happens. I don't think it's going to come up here. None of the like that one little line showed up here. But I was thoroughly entertained by the, the weather broadcast. In fact, it's I was telling Matt and Bert, it's pretty much the reason I subscribed to the cable company down here is so that I could watch local news because local news is fun, especially when you get into a smaller market. And Jacksonville's a big city, but it's not Baltimore. It's not D.C. And it's just entertaining. So we I talked about that a little bit on Section 336. We got into the Andrew Luck stuff. You know, the fans booing him. What it's like, like, does the NFL have a problem? And I think they do. I mean, I... They're going to have to do something about the fact that, like, big names are choosing to retire early. And you can say, well, the Colts didn't have a good offensive line because they didn't protect them well. But it's a violent sport. We haven't had it. We've seen some other players retire early. We haven't had it in Baltimore, so it hasn't affected us personally. I mean, the only way you can, as on the football field, different circumstance totally I'm not trying to compare the two but on the football field the biggest comparison you can do is the Ravens losing Ray Rice now obviously way different situation not a retire on his own because uh, he's afraid of being hurt more but we lost a guy in the prime of his career guy who was doing really well And we went into that season without a great plan at running back because of it. And I think that's the closest thing. It's not a quarterback. It's not Andrew Luck. And the NFL might have to do something about it. With threats of every year of star players not playing because they feel like they're not making enough money. When you've got guys like Antonio Brown throwing fits over helmets. When you got... Now, Andrew Luck retiring early. The NFL is going to have to do something to keep their stars engaged in the game. 
And maybe health is it. I don't know what it is because you can say, well, we need more safety, but you talk about any to any of the NFL players and they seem to not really care about safety. They want like, they're playing football because they want the, the big hard hitting game. Uh, so I don't know what you do unless you just start to accept the fact that, okay, we're going to sign this player and he's only going to play five years and plan on no one plays long-term in the NFL anymore. And the NFL will change that way. And not everyone can be Tom Brady, but it'll be interesting to see if there's anything that they can do if the game changes based on guys wanting to get in and out, get their money and then get out because you see, uh, you see guys with head problems, with knee problems, with shoulder problems after playing the game. But don't worry. On Section 336, we also got into plenty of Orioles talk. And let's take a quick break, and then I'll get into that a little bit as well on here. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's now the home for Section 336, 336 Daily, and Film Study with Ken McCusick because it's the easiest way to make a podcast Everything you want in one place. You can record and edit on the website or the app. If you don't know what you're doing with audio, no problem. And they take care of the distribution. They get you onto iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, all that stuff. And again, they'll help you monetize it with little ads like this. So go ahead and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. All right, I'm back. You know, I'm doing it. I'm testing again, doing this car talk. I think I need to get a better microphone for the car instead of these AirPods, but I think this could be a cool format because it gives me a little bit more freedom as far as time goes because I spend a bunch of time in my car anyway. Plus, it was a convenient time to take a segment break as I had to get out and pump some gas. So I got a full tank of gas. I'm getting back on 95. It's time to continue with this daily. Uh, I haven't plugged during any of these dailies that you guys got to be checking out the, the Film Study Podcast as well. Filmstudyravens.com and the Film Study Podcast with Ken McCusick, who used to be on RSR, Russell Street. And now he's uh, branched out on his own. And I do a podcast with him that we'll occasionally mention. But uh, it really breaks down the Raven stuff in really great detail. You want to get into those nerdy stats? Film Study is the one for you. And it's uh, great this preseason because it gives a good picture of, like, who's doing well, who's going to make the team. Because Saturday, the team's got to be down to 53 guys. And that means that it's time for real football to start. And hopefully you guys all delayed your fantasy drafts late enough to not get bogged down with Andrew Luck. Uh, thankfully, ours is not until Sunday. So by then, rosters should all be in and everything should be all good. We always wait until after that 53-man mark to have our draft. That's the smart move. Anyone drafted in early August, you're just going to get screwed. But check out the Film Study Podcast. It's very good. Uh, Sarah Ellison, formerly of BaltimoreRavens.com, was on this past week. And then, uh, and I'm thanking on the guy's name. I apologize. But uh, we had the beat reporter for the Baltimore Sun on Film Study as well this week. So, Orioles, tonight we're back. O's are back. They play right down the street in Washington, D.C., Nationals. Brooks takes the mound for the Orioles. 
and the Nats are playing really good baseball right now. So it's going to be ugly. I don't know what to say except for it's going to be ugly. We're going to Washington. I mean, sorry. Ugly baseball, I think, today and tomorrow. But you never know. The Orioles team does surprise us. I would not have predicted us taking two out of three from the Rays this weekend. And we handedly took two out of three. So, hey, check out the game tonight. It's Orioles baseball, so it's what you do. It's what I do. We watch it no matter what. doesn't matter. We know it's going to be ugly. We still turn the game on every single night. Uh, So this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Orioles made a few announcements. They fired 11 guys, scouts, including uh, Nathan Showalter, who I think has only been a scout for like a year maybe. And then, but the big thing for Section 336 listers is Trip Norton, the director of baseball operations or something like that. It was his title. And you know Trip, he's been on 336 a few times. He is an awesome guy, really nice, really knows his stuff. He helped us break down the new rules a few years ago as those were being implemented. And just, we really like Trip. Can't wait to see what team he ends up on next because he's a very smart baseball guy. He's not going to be sitting on the sideline for long. And they're going to replace him with, like, computers and analytical guys. And it makes a whole lot of sense because thanks to cameras and technology now, you can check out 100 kids from your desk in the warehouse versus flying all over the country. So then you can replace 10 scouts with two baseball analysts and computers. And it just, it makes sense. It's the future of baseball. It's what Elias did in Houston. So it's nothing to be scared about. Uh, I'm surprised that it took this long, but he's definitely letting them go early enough that they can get out on the market before the season ends to get their next job. So that is helpful for him. And who knows, maybe that was his thinking since Elias didn't come on board till November last year. If he let people go in the, in December or January, that was going to be tough for them to find a job with another club. So maybe he was kind of doing the right thing to say, hey, let's keep these guys around. I'll check them out, see if there's any value here, any retraining, any way we can use them. And if not, we'll let them go when there's time that they can get a new job. So that's uh, good. The timing is very good for the Orioles to do that. The other thing the Orioles announced is is September $30 package. $30 to go in the ballpark and sit wherever you want. I don't know if I've talked about this anywhere before. I don't know if we talked about it on Friday or on Monday, but we're going to cover it a little bit now anyway. And anyway, notice I said $30 and you get to sit anywhere. It's not what the ticket says. The ticket says $30 standing room only in the flag court, Utah Street, or Legends Park. I think it's Legends Park. I keep calling it Legends Park, so I'm going to stick with that. I think that's what they call the area with the statues. But clearly, no one's going to the ball games, so we all know you can buy a $30 ticket and you can just go sit anywhere. Just find a nice usher and you will be fine. And it's, it's that's good. The Orioles should be doing this. I always think there's a, they don't quite do it good enough. But this is a good start. I think the Orioles should have said, hey, if you're a season ticket holder, you just get this for free. Use your where your lanyard and you can get into any game, whatever. Who cares? Because it's all about getting 
butts in the stadium that'll then buy beer and food and there's plenty of open seats. So just that if you got a season ticket holder, you've already paid more than $30 for a pair of tickets in September. So just throw this in, tell them, come on out. You're our best customers. You're our, you're the only fans paying to come to games anymore. The only fans that want to be there. So let's give you an option to come more if you want. That's what the Orioles should do, but they won't. I also think it'd be a cool experiment if they just opened up Utah Street during games. Utah Street and the flag court, and kind of kind of like they do during the winter. If you ever go down to Camden Yards during the off-season, Utah Street's just open. You can walk up and down it. You can't get into the Seaton Bowl, but you can walk up and down Utah Street. I think that could be an interesting thing that the Orioles could do as well. Not sure exactly how it would work, but it's something to consider when you're not getting people into the seats and people don't want to spend money to see your product. And I can't blame anyone that doesn't want to spend money to go to the Oriole game. Why should I spend money to watch the Orioles if you won't spend money to put a decent product on the field? And I'd like, I'm totally a fan of the rebuild. But don't try to force me into buying tickets at high overpriced. I know. Now I'm going down a different path because I understand the Orioles are one of the best deals in baseball. The Orioles let you take food in. I get all that. But you're the worst product on the field. Maybe the Detroit Tigers are worse. But I don't know. Haven't figured that one out yet. We'll find out. The Orioles continue uh, to go back and forth with the Tigers. So we will see. Can't wait for that series in Detroit, where basically the winner of that series may go walk out with the number one draft. Where the loser of that series is actually the winner. It's one of those uh, first to be last or last will be first type parables. That's what's going to happen in Detroit in a couple, in next weekend, I think it is. So I believe that's all that's really going on in Birdland. Quiet day on Monday as they had the game off, day off, which is good. They've got another day off on Thursday, but we've got Tuesday and Wednesday in Washington. So drive down to D.C. and see some good baseball. Well, you can see half of some good baseball. The Nats are playing really well. The stadium sucks. Getting to the stadium sucks. Uh, everything about Nats Park kind of sucks. They're, I know they've got the open lines behind, like, if you're in the concourse, you can kind of see into the field. That's cool. I'll give them that. But I don't like Nats Park anyway, but it's always fun to visit a road stadium. Way more fun when the Orioles are playing well than when they're playing like crap. That's why I haven't visited Fenway yet, because I'm waiting for when the Orioles play well. And we, I still got to figure out a time to do that. Maybe it'll be next year, maybe the year after, whenever the Orioles start playing well again. Enjoy your day. We'll talk again tomorrow.